I don't I don't think Roger Federer could do that by accident. Well, that's what I thought. So you know, he obviously doesn't want them to procreate, or he doesn't like mod feasts or something. I don't I have no idea. He's taking out the competition. Exactly. That's how he wins. <laughs> Either slippery courts or he just like <laughs> pegs him in the balls with a tennis ball. Hello, welcome to On The Line podcast with me, Jack Edward, and ordinarily my co-host Gavin Lang would be here. However, in his absence, we've got a lovely replacement in. Sam Peach. Oh no, Sam sorry. Peach. Do I say? Do I say I'm Sam? I'm you Sam. Just say I'm Sam. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. We don't even have to do that over. I'll edit it so it sounds clean and tidy. Don't worry. Yeah, Sam, okay. can, you, can you tell the viewers anything about your the listeners even about anything about yourself? Um, I'm I'm 21. I've been quite into tennis the last four years. I'm from, I'm from Shrewsbury, down in the West Midlands, uh, and I was at Wimbledon on Friday to see Andy Murray. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I I hired Sam as my correspondent. He went to Wimbledon on Friday, and now he's got all the juicy scoops for us I on do. the podcast. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, me and Sam met um, three years ago in Shrewsbury. He was my tennis partner. What basically was my tennis partner in doubles and singles, I guess. Um, when we were down, when I was living down in the in Shropshire. Um, Last year, we covered that a bit before we got on, but when lockdown was in full peak, he had a tennis court in the middle of nowhere, and that's what kept me sane for about a month. I was able to play tennis while everybody else was suffering. So it was brilliant. We made my lockdown entertaining. Thanks very Some much, Sam. Five setters. Some great five setters, yeah. We've seen that before the podcast started. A US Open, there was a match like the one in the US Open, like team and Nadal, he bageled me in the first set and then went to five sets. Intensity was super high, higher than that match. It was it was amazing. Just a shame it wasn't on film. Actually, it wasn't film. It was on film. You know those zip ties? <laughs> you know the zip ties in the back of the court? They're still there. <laughs> They're still, <laughs> there. still there. Yeah, yeah. Have you not used them again? I have actually. After I after I showed one of my friends that video, he wanted a game, and we did the same thing again. But I, oh I, really? I, okay. I beat him six love. <laughs> <laughs> did you just stop filming that. after that? No, no, it was it was all me. Was, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's a bit about Sam. Um, let, let's dive into some content. I think the first thing we've got to cover over the past few weeks, the main issue. Last year, COVID won Wimbledon. This year, I think the slipperiness of the court wins Wimbledon. It's knocked out Serena Williams. It's knocked out Adrian Manorino, who almost knocked Federer out in five sets. It's been a big deal, I would say. I think there's a lot of other people that have had close injuries as well. Certainly Andy looked like, Andy Murray looked like he fell down quite hard a few times, didn't he? I don't know if he fell so hard in his Shapovalov match. I don't think I could give him that he, excuse, unfortunately. He fell, yeah, he fell in like the second game. I swear, he was like he was giving the the umpire a bit of an earful. Went on the changeover, just saying how dangerous it was. Um, but I no, was yeah, he? he didn't have any right. any hard falls. Right. Okay. Yeah, and that yeah. So the fact it's actually knocked anybody out of the tournament is is and Serena Williams 
of all people as well is a massive deal. Uh, I saw a, a press conference though of Federer's after his third round and he, he was saying that he didn't think the courts were really any slippery than any other year to be honest so I think it's it's quite coincidental that two people have been knocked out in the same day and yeah Federer's two is massive great. matches I think it's it's more coincidence yeah exactly. yeah he's probably. great he, did, he, did, he didn't want to I was gonna say he didn't want to use the word lucky he said but it kind of was a bit it was it was I mean even he was in trouble he was he was he was properly in trouble. Like he looked like Manorino looked like the better player for a lot of that. And okay, he didn't look quite as good in the fourth set when Federer took it, but the injury had already happened at that point. And I don't know. Like yeah. Federer looked super slow. He was just shanking forehands, sort of mistiming backhands. The forehand in particular, though, he just looked absolute rubbish. Um, yeah, I don't think I've seen him as bad as that at Wimbledon for a while. I thought he was. He looked really good. I thought he looked pretty like normal you know you wouldn't have thought that he's been out for like he did look back to normal like i'd say cam nori in terms of his playing style is very similar to adrian manorino yeah you know they've both got very solid backhands yeah both lefties yeah solid backhands exactly like laser like backhands so for him to sort of get a rematch of sorts with adrian manorino and to come through in four tight sets, I think that kind of shows his... And he said it himself. He's playing a bit better. And certainly yeah, plus, the, the courts dry out. Nor is a better player on grass than Manorino is, I'd say. Yeah. Well, yeah, at the moment, definitely. Um, yeah. I think you know Manorino's has been dangerous in the past on grass. But at the moment, Nori's a fantastic player all round, doesn't he? So um, certainly on, on any surface at the moment, he's he's a better player. I think, I think that was a proper test for Federer. And now... As he goes forward, well, I mean, we'll get into the projected semi-finalists, won't we, in yeah. a bit? But I, yeah, I, I think that's quite a that. Yeah, that's Federer. Has certainly, I think, if he says the courts are no slipperier than they were any other year, especially after Serena Williams went out, then they probably aren't. I think that would be quite disrespectful of him to say about Serena Williams if yeah. that wasn't the case. So I move on yeah. to Andy's loss. Andy Murray's loss. What a shame, eh? That was horrible to watch. I went, I mean, you went to Bloody Wimbledon to watch. I was about to say, I went all the way to my friend's house to watch it, and it was such a shame that you went to Wimbledon to watch, obviously. Uh, I'll take your account on it first then. Um, yeah, so Sam actually went to Centre Court to watch this match. Well, me and Zach, uh, we had we had great seats. We were doing our best to cheer Andy on. We were, we were standing up. We were on our feet every time we won a point, basically, <laughs> just trying to, like, hype him up. Uh <laughs> We saw someone we recognised actually. He came over and he was like, uh, he was like, oh, I've never been a big fan of Andy Murray. I fancy, I fancy this Dennis chap, you know. And we were like, well, don't, don't come and sit with us, all right? You're clearly in the wrong spot. <laughs> what are you doing? You're English, all right? He's Canadian. So flaky. It's awful. I thought he played his best tennis when he was four-one down in the first set and four-one down in the second set. Absolutely, yeah. He, he looked, in my opinion. He looked absolutely rubbish. Apart from that, quite frankly, and I think he, I think he said that himself. So it's not like you know, I'm not, I'm not just mincing words here. He he was actually rubbish for a lot of the match. His serve was rubbish. I think he was winning like under fifty percent of his first serve points. That is actually. I mean, what what is? They say for pros, like you kind of want to get below sixty seven is is bad, or below sixty six is bad. 
It's not right. bad. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's it's okay. Like I, you're definitely looking for about sixty to seventy above seventy, ideally on first serves, yeah. especially on a grass court. Probably, yeah. On a, I think above seventy is a big <laughs> ask. But you know, he was doing that in his first two matches. He was serving really well, especially against Basil Ashville. He was serving amazingly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just seems like he can't put together more than two matches at the moment where he serves well enough or I, I you know in the past actually he didn't have matches didn't have like whole tournaments where he was serving that well he just made up for it by being such a sort of grindy amazing player so you know you'd have that one match where he played somebody in the top of their form even if he wasn't serving well the rest of his game would make up for it the other night it all just looked really lackluster and do you know that bloody point i think this sums it up when Shapovalov fell over and then Shapovalov, uh, andy had oh, that backhand yeah. He just dumped God. it into the net. Yeah, he fell, he like, fell over right in front of us, and it's like, oh, God. He no, there was there was that one, and there was the one where uh, Shapovalov. He was on the front foot. He he um, Shapovalov had managed to like just about get the shot back, and Murray went for the worst little drop shot, barely barely even got to the net, and it was just like he was he was so in control on that point, but it just looked like. There's no energy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. It just he did look. He looked very exhausted some of the time. Again, I don't want to use the word exhausted because I, I don't even think he would say he was exhausted. He just seemed, I think, out of match practice again. So just loads of sort of weird decisions he was making that he wouldn't normally make. When that drive volley starts coming out, see when he starts doing that, that just makes me so nervous. Like it's not it's, a shot. You know when he does say, well. instead of smashing the ball overheads. Exactly. It's not a shot he hits hard. And when he starts doing that, it just makes you think he's playing really tentatively and safely. And there's a lot of that. I, I think he just, he, he said it himself, he needs to start playing matches. And at least, you know, if he's got the match practice in and then he starts losing, then I could say, okay, he's given it an actual shot. I believe now he's not going to be the player he was going to be. At the moment, I'm still holding on to that little bit of faith that if he actually gets some match practice under his belt, he could be a half decent player maybe not a slam winning player but half I'd, decent I, player not a third rounder I love Andy Murray but I'm very pessimistic and I'm gonna lie <laughs> you know I really I would love to see him you doing know, well again pe- pe- <laughs> pessimistic realistic I think I think more realistic I'd, I'm definitely the one that's wishful thinking I've got to say it didn't look good the other night again especially Wimbledon if he's if he's losing like that at Wimbledon that was his worst loss at Wimbledon in his career by the way in terms of games lost yeah that doesn't surprise me Shabovlov was playing well by the way uh yeah I was thinking I couldn't tell whether I couldn't tell whether Andy's play style kind of suited um Shapovalov's because he really likes getting on the front foot he can just hit winners on both sides and Murray's kind of just like yeah yeah off balling it it really, it really suits his, uh, it really suits his, uh, his playmaking, really. But I get what Andy was thinking. Shapovalov's not the kind of player that can keep doing that over and over again, or like ordinarily. But then just see when he got those drop shots in the backhand, and he was just like spinning them into the corner every single time without missing them. I think he maybe double faulted like twice in the match or something. That's like way lower than Shapovalov's normal double fault rate. He just was yeah. obviously super up for it. And that bloody, you know, the backhand that Andy had that he hit cross-court and break point in the first set to almost get the double break back. And then Shapovalov did, like, the drop volley. Uh, oh, 
So, yes. so yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, I remember the one. Yeah, I remember the one. It was like five, four down. It was that was an amazing shot. It's stuff like that. You can't really argue with that. You know, he, he did play really well. So yeah. Nonetheless, Andy, you know, Andy wants to beat the best players in the world. He doesn't want to just beat like your your journeyman sort of like fifty Otto, to one hundred right Otto. players. Otto, yeah, well, Oscar Otter, exactly. Oscar the Otter. Yeah. yeah, that's not what he's there for. So, I, he needs some match practice, and then I can finally just sit. You know, I can I can make peace with the fact I'm not seeing Andy win on a slam once he's got that match practice, and Andy's losing there. We'll see what happens. I'm 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 going to be quietly, wishfully thinking. I'll say no more than that. We'll see what happens to him. I hope that he does something at the Olympics. Yeah, we'll see. I don't want to be a nation. <laughs> I don't want to be the one that said that he's not going to. He's not going to come back because then I'm I'm the one that's getting proved wrong. If he does, be yeah, like Federer in 2017, true. he could have that comeback. Murray's going to win the Australian Open next next year, and then Wimbledon. Yeah, he's going to get the Sunshine <laughs> Double, Shanghai. He's more likely. I was going to say he's more likely in the Olympics to win the uh, gold and the doubles at the moment than the singles. Who's he uh, playing with? Pairing up with Joe Sol- Joe Salisbury. Oh, he's very good. He's very good. He's he hit. Probably one of the, well, probably the best, maybe the best shot I've ever seen. That tweener cross through, court. through the legs, tweeners, yeah, yeah. against uh, Melo, I think. Yeah, it was amazing. That was yeah, that I was saw. Cool. I walked past Melo when I was at Wimbledon. I see. Did you? Yeah, he was on his way to the game. I was like looking at him. I was like, oh, I know you. I recognise you, but I can't remember your name. And I was thinking, you're the one who's always on a boat with Zero doing that weird dance. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah, he's done that more than once. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, I saw, I saw the um, the what are the Colombians called? The Colombian doubles players, Cabal and Ferrer. Yeah, me and Zach got uh, we yeah. went to sat on court fifteen. Watched them. That was probably other than that women's singles match. That was probably the best level we saw. They are insane. They are so good. They're, they're the defending champions. So <laughs> in Wimbledon, are they? I think- yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they'll be very good again. They're they're proper doubles players, and I think Wimbledon is like the most sort of doublesy doubles tournament, if that makes sense. Like, if you're a proper volleyer, then you'll play really well at Wimbledon, basically, and they're amazing at, at proper set plays and stuff and doubles. So, I think they'll have a very good chance again. But doubles is doubles. Who knows what will happen? We'll see. Yeah, I I really wanted to that Jamie Murray was playing on the next court. I could just about see because I recognize because his sunglasses and his cap, he's very distinctive. I recognized him straight <laughs> yeah, away. It had to be him. But there was like a big crowd <laughs> around the outside, uh, and I, I was just I, I wandered around a bit, and I don't know. You notice how varied the level in the in the men's doubles is because I watched um I watched Bublik play with this other uh, this other Kazakhstani guy, and like they were playing against these two Brazilians, I think, and I don't know. Compared to Carol and Farrer, yeah, it was. To be I know, yeah, but you, you can just you can get by with a massive serve and you know a few decent volleys, and you might possibly win the set. That's the thing. But I know what you mean. It's like Cabo and Farrer are obviously way better doubles players. Right, I'll I'll move us on to a little bit more on the British contingent, just for everybody out there. It's I imagine most of the people listening to the podcast are British, so they're probably interested in a few of the results. So we've got quite a few people out the singles. I'll just go through them very quickly. Dan Evans lost to Sebe Corda. Heather Watson lost to Christiane. Fran Jones lost to Coco Goff. 
Harriet Dart lost to lost to Elise Mertens, Jody Burridge lost to Lauren Davis, Katie Bolter lost to Arena Sabalenka, Katie Swallow lost to Madison Keys, Jack Draper lost to Novak Djokovic, Liam Brody lost to Diego Schwartzman, Jay Clark lost to Igor Garasimov, and Cam Norrie lost to Federer. And obviously we had Andy Murray just a second ago. So it's loads of British people out of the draw. However, we've got one survivor left, Emma Raducanu, the wild card, who's like number 338 or something in the world. Is that the, the, so the teenager? Like, the teenager, yeah, she's like eighteen years old. Um, she's playing. She's playing really well. Like I was looking at her first serve win percentage. It's like higher on average than I think Ash Barty was the only person with a higher average first serve win percentage on grass in twenty nineteen. She's like she's got a really good serve basically, and she's been playing really aggressively. She looks like she actually is having a lot of fun out there and could have a really good chance against her next opponent. Again, I mean we'll get onto projected semi-finals in a bit. But I would just say she's looked really good so far. I've been really impressed by her. I wasn't expecting her to beat Kirstea, who is playing the best tennis of her life as well, but she proved me wrong in straight sets. So I think I think she could actually be dangerous because she's got nothing to lose. We've not seen a British wild card in like a long time do any good in the singles at, at Wimbledon. So it's quite exciting. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. I don't know if you can, Sam. But I'm pretty sure there's not been a wild card for a while that's that's done apart from Andy. Andy doesn't count, obviously. Oh, what what was his name? The guy who um He got how, all the way how long ago was it? He got all the way through he was uh, oh, uh just the second round. He got to the second round, but it was still a massive story. You mean Marcus Willis? Yeah, Marcus Willis. And he uh, and he, uh, <laughs> he hit that lob. He lobbed Federer on centre court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looked, he looked you know kind of like... Do you know who he beat? Do you know who he beat in qualifying, I was going to say? No. He beat Rublev and Medvedev back-to-back. Really? Yeah. They would have been, like, <laughs> yeah. been like 18 back then, wouldn't they? Yeah, they, they would have been super young. But it's still mad that that was the two players he beat in qualifying. That's quite funny. That's, just, uh, <laughs> that's weird. I know it's bizarre. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, maybe since buddy Marcus Willis this is the most surprising wild card uh, to make it through the draw. So it's it's quite quite exciting. I think she's against she's against Ayla Tomlanovic. She won't be the favourite against Tomanovic, is all I was going to say, but it's still very exciting, so we'll see what happens. The other thing I was going to say, we've still got a few people in the doubles, surprisingly. Uh, Jamie Murray went out, though, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Did unfortunately. He? So he, yeah, he did. You know, I think, again, a couple of, I think Golubev was one of them, who, okay, total unknown as a doubles player, but actually he did get to the French Open final. So, you know, he's, he's not that bad a doubles player, basically. I think the only people left now, you've got Lloyd Glasspool and Harry Heliovara, the Finnish guy, who, I mean, they did really well in doubles, but I mean, now to get through to the third round, I think, or maybe even the quarters, it's quite a big deal. Uh, they're against Kubot and Melo now, though, so. Cam Norrie's still in, apparently. Cam Norrie's still in, yeah. Cam Norrie and, yeah, yeah John Munar are playing Goranson and Rude. So they might be the favourite. I mean, it'll be 50-50 really there. Who knows who's going to win that? But fingers crossed, Cam Norrie can stay in. And then yeah. you've also got the Salisbury. new best doubles players in the uh, British doubles player in the world. Yeah, Salisbury and Ram. Joe Salisbury's not been getting enough publicity. We were talking about this the other day. Um, nobody's paying any attention to him. He's amazing. Yeah, he deserves way more recognition for what he's doing. Right, let's move on to our picks for the semi-finals. See what 
each other is thinking in terms of matches that are going to be won, who's going to get through on either side of the draw, the men's and the ladies. Do you want to start with the men's or the ladies, Sam? I'm not going to lie, I haven't got uh, a ladies because it would not be, I don't know, it, I don't think I could make a educated guess. If you can't, yeah, yeah. I I, um, I understand that, that's fine. I, I've, so I've let, got let's one start, for the men. Let, let's start with the ladies first then, I'll just, I'll sort of skim through them and, you know, if you do have anything you want to chime in with, just chime in, but, you know, we'll just do my picks then for the ladies. So for the, the first semi-final on the women's side, I've so it's out of Ash Barty, Barbara Kijakova, Emma Raducanu, or Ayla Tomjanovic. But Barty v Kijakova is going to be really interesting. So I don't know if you know Kijakova won the French Open. She's really good Czech player, number one doubles oh, player as well. I heard the worst Grand Slam final ever. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It was all right. Who said it, who said it was the worst one ever? <laughs> or maybe it was just. Maybe, I don't know if it was the worst. Or maybe it was just very boring. Was it very boring? It was okay. One of them was um, Pavlochenkova was a little bit injured. No, it was still quite exciting. It's it's not like you know it wasn't like Buddy Rome where Sean Tech beat Pliskova and Buddy Double Bagel or anything like that. It was just there wasn't loads going on. Um, Pavlochenkova looked a little bit worse than usual. Krejcikova was still quite exciting. Well, she's an exciting player to watch, and I think it'll be close. But I think Ash Barty will win that. I think she'll just have a little bit too much variety for her. And then out of Radicano and Tom Milanovic, who knows? But whoever wins that is probably going to lose to Barty. So I've said Ash Barty is going to be the person that gets through to the semi-final. Not really any surprises there, basically. Um, going on to the second semi. So it's out of Coco Golf, Angelique Kerber, Carolina Muchova and Paula Badosa. You'll know a few of those players, obviously. Sam, Coco Goff yeah. and Angelique Kerber, I'm sure you're familiar with those two players. I've seen a fair bit of Kerber. She's not the player she used to be. Her last match was more complicated than it had to be. Coco Goff is way better than she used to be. She's not double faulting anywhere near as much. She just looks super solid and dependable. She'll be too good for Kerber, I think. So Coco Goff, I think, will beat Angelique Kerber, the two-time Wimbledon champion. And out of Carolina Muchova and uh, Paula Badosa, that could go either way, really. I'm going to give it to Muchova, I think, but Coco Goff will get through. So I think the first semi final will be Barty and Coco Goff, just based on the fact Coco Goff is way more solid and it's just, she looks, she looks like she's arrived, basically. She's 17 years old, way ahead of schedule. I think this is going to be her time to do well at Wimbledon. But who knows? It's ladies' tennis, like stuff just going mental. A lot of the time in the slams, it could anything could happen really. But that, yeah. that's my guess anyway. The third semi final, a lot of names you might not know here, Sam. But we've got Karolina Pliskova. You'd probably be aware of her against Ludmila Samsonova. That's the first time I've seen this name though as well. She's very new to the tour. And Madison Keys and Golubich. I know Madison. So Keys. Pliskova at the start of the tournament. You know Madison Keys? Okay, yeah. I mean, she she's probably the biggest hitter on the tour in terms of forehand speed, at least. Um, so she'll have a chance against anybody, but she's very erratic a lot of the time. I said at the start of the tournament, Pliskova wasn't going to do that well. The fact she's through to the fourth round at all is quite surprising. So I'm still going to say she's going to lose to Samsonova, who's a wild card. 
Um, she won a tournament in Berlin before she she um, got in, into the draw. So although Samsonova is ranked inside the top 100, she's a wild card because she was ranked outside of the top 100 like days prior to the draw being released. So she's 65 in the world, playing a lot better than that, but as a wild card anyway. So she's beat a lot of good players already. I think she beat Kanepi, Jessica Pegula, and Slow Stevens. I think she'll beat Pliskova. Pliskova's just a little bit too flaky for me to, to, to be getting through to the, the semis of, of Wimbledon, I think. And then Samsonova against probably Keys. That could go either way. But I'm going to give it to the person with nothing to lose, just given how many low-ranked players are doing well in the ladies at the moment. So probably Samsonova to get through. But I mean, it's, it's a new name to me. I don't. I just know she plays aggressively from one match I saw. Way more aggressively than the other players she was playing. So she could have a really bad day. But she doesn't look like she's had a bad day yet, so... That, so yeah, I think that that's who's going to get through to that part of the semi-final. And then finally, the last semi, I'm sure you'll have something to say about Jabour, maybe, and Svontek. So Svontek versus Jabour and Rybakina versus Sabalenka. Super tough part of the draw. Anybody's guess who's getting through. Svontek v Jabour. I'm sure after you saw that match the other day, Sam, you'd probably be thinking the same thing as me. Your heart probably wants Jabour to get through. Yeah, I thought she was unreal. She was ridiculous. She was so There was good. jumping backhands, bloody slice forehands, drop shots out of nowhere. She was just mm. like unreal player. She's so entertaining to watch. I think that, that might went been, against Mug- I think that might have been her first time on centre court. Yeah, it was. Yeah, she was saying that. She hadn't played in centre court before that. Maybe played in the doubles or something, but at least hadn't played in the singles. Um, she was saying she absolutely loved it. She did look a bit nervy at times. I don't think you saw quite the whole match, but see at the start of the match, she was double faulting and stuff. And I don't know if the nerves of the occasion of playing Shontek will be too much. My head says it will be because Shontek is just super solid and it doesn't matter where she's playing. She just seems to play close to her best tennis quite a lot of the time, even if she's not a natural grass quarter. And then Rybakina v Sabalenka. Sabalenka is a little bit flaky at the slams. She hasn't got past the fourth round yet of any slam, even though she's you know playing absolutely amazing tennis. I'm actually going to give it to Rybakina there, I think. I still don't think Sabalenka's ready. So I think Rybakina will serve away through that. I think Svontek will probably win. And I think Svontek will probably get to the semis. I think she's got a chip in her shoulder after everybody's been saying her grass court game's rubbish. So, But I'd like Shabur to get through. I think that would be an amazing semi-final, final, however far she's going to get. It'd be brilliant. So yeah, so I think I think it'll be Svontek v Samsonova and I think it'll be Barty v Goff. Sweet. There you go. be really cool to see Goff in the semi-finals. It would be awesome. I think it'll, ha- it'll happen sooner rather than later, whether or not it's this tournament. Who knows? But I'd love it to be this tournament. I think she's... She's really entertaining to watch as well. She's she's like a properly good player when she's playing well. She just she was a bit unlucky at the French Open and stuff when she got knocked out by Kredjakova and I think she'll if she creates chances for herself she's going to take them at one point. So I, I, I yeah I see her getting through. It'll be it'll be fun if she does. Right, do you want to move on to the men's picks? Sure. Okay. Should we start with the first semi final then? Yeah. I mean, first it's got to be yeah, obviously Djokovic. No, yeah, Djokovic. Kind of goes he's, he's playing. 
he's playing really well. Um, a few slips, a few falls, but other than that, you know, he's looked really good. I think he had that match against, I don't know if you saw the match he had against Kudla yesterday, and it's, it was one of those matches where Djokovic doesn't play his best, but, you know, in the end, he gets through in straight sets anyway. It's like, he's in that sort of form, you know, he, he doesn't have to be playing his best at the moment to beat anybody, really. He served, so, he served very well as well. He's served amazing. I don't know. He's served the last few did years. You see Draper, the Draper match. No, I didn't catch that. He didn't even drop a point in the third set, like it was on serve at all. He was just like absolutely flawless. Um, so, I saw yeah, that he served. It's, it's got he better and better the as games. the went on. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. that's the one part of his game. It's just like it hasn't just like well, that's the one thing that he's always had on like Nadal. I think like. Djokovic's serve is leagues ahead of Nadal's. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Which is why he's been such he's been um, so much better on grass than than Nadal the past ever. I suppose he, he's just yeah he is a better grass quarter than Nadal definitely. Yeah, um, I I think maybe Rublev could challenge him, but I mean, no, <laughs> probably in the end, Rublev is it's just going to be a classic. You know, Rublev will start off really well. I think he'll be absolutely hammering the ball. Djokovic will get the umpteenth ball back and it's just going to be too much for Rublev who's going to overheat and yeah, it'll just be, it'll be classic Djokovic, I think. It's Rublev, Rublev v Fusevich again though, I don't know if you saw that. For the, <laughs> yeah. uh, Is that the, the fifth time <laughs> this year? Yeah, for the fifth time this year. Yeah, it's like lambs to slaughter. I feel really uh, bad for them. Uh, or for Jules. I know. He's a good player. He keeps doing well. really well, and it's Rublev. Yeah, yeah, but it's just a terrible matchup for him, and he's <laughs> he's not going to be beating Rublev anytime soon with the game he's got. He's just, you know, he doesn't absolutely hammer the ball or anything. He he kind of he sort of relies on the other player not absolutely hammering the ball past him, and yeah, Rublev just does that to him every time. He's got the measure of him. It's just been a, a worse and worse scoreline every time they've played as well. So. Yeah, yeah, it can't be great for his confidence. I'm sure he said to him in Dubai, he was like, "I don't really want to play you again this year." Yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so both both agreed there. It's got to be Djokovic. Yeah. yeah, right. Se- second semi-final is a bit harder. In fact, it's probably the hardest one I would say to pick. We've got yeah. Kachanov and Karen Kachanov versus Sebastian Korda and Denis Shapovalov versus RBA Roberto Batista so I'm, uh, as an Andy, I was gonna say as an Andy fan, uh, and other people who are Andy fans probably want to see Shapovalov do well now. I think naturally that makes sense, but I don't think he's as good a grass quarter as he looked. He was against Andy. He was amazing against Andy, but I don't think he can keep bringing that. He'll start double faulting at one point, I would imagine, and just start messing in general at one point. RB is an amazing grass quarter. He's actually quite underrated, I think, on grass. And I think he'll win that. And then I would say Kachanov and Korda. I think Kachanov's not quite in his best form yet. Korda looked amazing. He's actually a yeah, he's I was gonna really say, good I think, grass quarter. I think Korda will I think Korda might be Kachanov. I was gonna say you saw the Dan the Dan Evans Korda match, didn't you? Like, I saw him and I was like I started off the match rooting for Dan Evans, obviously, because he's a Brit. Uh but then I don't know. I thought Corder was playing better tennis, and I kind of just like in my head, I silently switched allegiances because the whole crowd was obviously the bit. I was just thinking, Corder's really good, you know, and he deserves to win the match because he's just a better player. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's, I mean, that makes sense. His, his uh, grass court tennis is quite easy on the eye, isn't it? So, I, I, like, maybe maybe it's my heart that's seen Corda, but I've I've picked Corda to get through to the semis. You're saying Corda for the semis? Um, yeah. I, I, I do think he'll be Hatchinov, but I think uh, RBA, personally. Yeah, I think. I think that's the safer bet. But I think Corda... Corda's going to have that breakout tournament soon. I'm I'm going to pick it as this tournament. He's brilliant. Yeah. He's, he's a really good player. And he, he he has got better than he was at the start of the year. Like His serve is way bigger and stuff. Um, I think he's just improving every day. I can see it happening. Yeah. Okay, but so you're saying RBA. I'm thinking Corda. I think RBA is probably a safer bet. It is definitely a safer bet. Um, yeah, I've taken the easy way out there, but <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, I rate him so highly. Yeah. I just, I, I always think back to that match he played against Djokovic in Doha. It was oh, just yeah. like the, mm-hmm. the, the standard. It, it was just unreal. I remember yeah. that. It was like, it was like a 25, 30 shot rally that ended with a, with a forehand pass from, uh, from British Dogu. It was just ridiculous. I love watching it back. He makes Djokovic play really good tennis. Um, when they played the semi-final in Wimbledon a couple of years ago, the level there yeah. was amazing. They went to four sets. Like it wasn't a walkover for Djokovic at all. He had to play really, really well to beat him. Yeah. Could be a repeat of that semi-final by the looks of it. Or maybe an I upset. wouldn't mind that at all. Or maybe an upset. Probably not. Who knows? Who knows? No, probably not. Let's be real. <laughs> RBA in a, in a Masters final is about as far as his career is going to go, I think. I don't think he's going to get any further than that. So, yeah. But we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, he's got a good game, but it's just, yeah, Djokovic, just, he's got that extra gear. Should we go into the third semi final? Do you want to start in this one? Yeah. So. I'm going to say Matteo Berrettini. I think, obviously, I think Berrettini is a clear favourite for that fourth round match. He's against, yeah, Ilya Vashka. Sorry? I was just saying for people listening, he's against Ilya Vashka. That's, he's a Belarusian who's never been to the fourth round of a slam in his life, so that's pretty much a given. Um, Zverev Ogiara seems a tough, a tough one, but, I mean, experience kind of makes me back Zverev. But I think Berrettini is a better grass court player than Zverev is, so I think Berrettini will be in the semi-final. Personally. I've said exactly. I've said exactly the same thing as you. I said he was going to roll Ivashka. That's pretty, you know, no surprises there. And I think Zverev will be Ogaraliasim just based on the fact Ogaraliasim is still looking out. I don't want to say choky, but I mean he kind of is. He lost again. Another final in Stuttgart just a, a month ago against Chilich. So he hasn't even won a set in a final yet. That's eight matches in straight sets in finals. He choked against a choker. I don't want to... <laughs> Chokeception. Uh, I don't, I don't want to say he's like a massive choker. That's just, you know, it's, that's totally... It's not fair because he's got a brilliant game. He does. And I really hope that his game will be good enough to be beating people like Zverev at a slam. But I, I think... Okay, I'm not going to say he's going to choke it. I just think I think Zverev's game's too big for him, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then I think maybe the two biggest serves left in the draw, Berrettini and Zverev. I think Berrettini's is looking better. Although Zverev is a lot better from the baseline, so I think 
us going with Berrettini is a little bit, but I'm still going to go with Berrettini. So it's a little, yeah. yeah, it could be Zverev, but I think I'll go with Berrettini. Such a yeah. shame that Kyrgios had to give a walkover. No, I know. I know. It's, yeah. yeah, I was looking forward to I hadn't actually watched any of his matches. Um, I was hoping, because I was at Wimbledon the day that he was playing um, his mixed doubles with Venus Williams. I was really hoping we'd be able to oh, sneak on to... Good. I think it was court twelve. It's one of the one of the show court, or maybe uh, court two. Uh, but I mean, those are all ticketed. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it will be court two then. Yeah, if it was ticketed, yeah, that's a shame. One. Yeah, As the Hoonbear match was <sighs> worth watching. Some of that back, it's good stuff. Definitely. Really? But okay, yeah, agreed. Matteo Berrettini yeah, for yeah. that semi final. Yeah. So the last one. The big one I've said, because uh, this this is tough to call, I would say. So I, I went for, who have I went for? I, went, I went, to Fe- for, went for Federer, actually. I've gone for Hubert Hercatch. Okay, yeah. I mean, he's gone under the radar again, Hercatch. He's like, you know, he's just, he's quietly winning his matches in straight sets, being the yeah. most wholesome guy on tour. I don't know if you saw he threw that banana to, to Bublik. I don't know if you saw that. So they were like... Both sat down at the change of ends and Bublik was asking for a banana. So Hercats just like leant over and like threw him one over. I <laughs> threw him that. one over from his seat. He's like the most wholesome guy ever. He's just so nice. Um but yeah. I mean he's he's been winning his matches really easily again, just playing ferocious tennis, you know, with the most nice face in the world on. I, I think <laughs> I, you know, I was close I was close to agreeing with you, but then I don't I actually don't think he'll beat Medvedev. It's a, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. I just like, I thought I'd, I'd throw a little kind of like, because I've gone I've gone safe with the uh, Batista Agu. I thought I'd just do a uh, yeah, a little bit of a rogue one. And I, I just like, I've always I've always really rated his game. I just like since since um, do you remember when he beat Dominic Team at the ATP Cup? Yeah, yeah, it was a good. Match. He, he played ridiculous. Yeah, he was. He can he was play. So good. Yeah, obviously. I mean, when he when he won in Miami, he was, you know, he was amazing. He was amazing the whole week, beating Buddy Sitsipas and Rublev back to back, and Sinner in the final. Actually, that was you know, all amazing yeah. matches. And I think I, I think he's even better on grass. It, it was a bit rubbish. Yeah, it was. Great it was back. a crap. I don't know what happened to Sinner. Sinner just yeah, I think the moment kind of got to him a little bit. Yeah, he can. Her catch was softballing him a lot of the time, and he. You know, he wasn't able to do anything about it, which kind of just. But yeah, you know, he's super young. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start saying Sinner's rubbish or anything. He's an amazing player as well. Um, yeah. But and also, Harkatch definitely deserved to win the tournament. You know, what I mean, like he was still playing amazing tennis. So. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna agree with you, but I, I will say Harkatch is mega dark horse. Like I, I totally rate his game as well. And if he did scrape through, I wouldn't be surprised. I just, I just think Medvedev's. He's got too much quality at the moment. He, he was, he's actually playing really good grass court tennis, and he should be playing really grass court tennis because he's got the game for it. Like he's, you know, super he, flashy, he got a, massive serve. He got a title, decent didn't movement. He? Uh, yeah, yeah. Didn't he he won in Mallorca. Um, it was, yeah, it was Mallorca. And Federer is like, you can't really. If it's a Wimbledon, he just has the capacity to kind of he can win matches quite quickly you know because he, he obviously he wants to he doesn't want long matches he can just if he finds his rhythm he can just he can he can steamroll people pretty much can't he? okay, but he's against he's he's against Senegal he's the sort of player who 
you know, this is, is it maybe it's his first fourth round at a slam. I think it might be. Obviously, super in form, absolutely hammers the ball yeah. and screams after hitting every shot. But he's the kind of player who plays like a Spanish player who is just going to get destroyed by Federer on grass. I, I absolutely think Federer's got way too much quality for him on grass. Like, yeah. I think he'll get unstuck quite easily. Might be 4-4-4 four, four, and four or something, but I, I don't see it. If some, if it goes any further than that, something's happened to Federer, put it that way. Yeah. So I think you'll get through that easily. And then if it was a Medvedev Federer quarterfinal, you know, that'd be amazing. I don't care who wins it. That would just be an amazing match. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd absolutely get, never I need some popcorn for that. I know, I know. And it, it, you know, Medvedev was a different player when he was playing him back then. I, I kind of, I'm taking that into account. So I think, I think me saying Federer as the favourite in that match is probably silly. I think the bookies would probably be for Medvedev. But I just, I think, you know, when Federer's playing amazingly, you know, I don't even have to explain that. Yeah. yeah. I, I still think you'll have too much for Medvedev on grass. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, starting to... you before, sorry? You went, you went for her catch. Are you still going I'm, for her I'm catch? I'm starting to feel a little bit shaky about my her catch choice, you know, but <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand by it, you know, because he could turn up just think and maybe to, could have a shocker. Just think back to Djokovic, her catch at Wimbledon, the quality brought yeah, into that second that was, set. That was the match I was trying to think of. All right, I said ATB Cup. No, I meant I meant that tiebreaker that he played. In, was it the third ah, okay. set? yeah. Second set. So that, I think he played, that, he played like an amazing dive volley. Yeah, the dive volley. But maybe he didn't... Yeah, yeah. Outstanding. So I get why you're thinking he's he's going to do so well. He's Yeah, he's he's just he's good on grass. He is. He, he is, is a brilliant player on grass. He's brilliant. He's brilliant overall. Just he's even better on grass. He's, 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 his serve's getting even better now as well. And, you know, when he's on form, he looks like... He could be bloody top five in the world. So yeah, Shall I think your bet's then. a good bet if he's playing well. Yeah, but I'm gonna it's, give it to Federer. They are quite tough. They're quite tough uh, draws to call, especially the uh, especially the second one. Really, the second one could literally yeah. the second one could be any any one of four people. You know, what if Hashinov has like an absolute an absolute screamer and beats Corder and beats Sider? Yeah. Ha- Obviously, Hashinov's such a bizarre player because, you know, he's basically a top 10 player when he's playing well, but he's just had such a rubbish season so far. Um, but he played really yeah. well to beat TFO. Like, he beat him in straight sets and stuff. So, yeah, you're right. If Hatch- yeah. Even Hatchinov could get through. It could be any of them. Remember remember when he uh, beat Djokovic in straight sets and the Paris Masters Open and that, everyone, well, in my head, I was like, all right, see the next big thing. And then... He did absolutely yeah. nothing for two years. I know. He dropped off the face of the earth. It kinda, that's kind of what happens at Paris, though. You know, Jack Sock wins Paris. Where the hell did he go? Karen Hatchinov wins Paris. Where the hell did he, Well, he still did stuff, but he wasn't top 10. Yeah. Shapovalov gets to the final of Paris. You know, he wasn't the next big thing. He might still be doing it, but he's not certainly not the next big thing. So Andy Murray wins Paris. Yeah. That was a crap 2017. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Andy Murray Ends up having Paris a hip replacement. And... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Djokovic <laughs> wins point. Paris. Djokovic wins Paris. Well, Accidentally hits a ball woman in the throat of the US Open. I'm not saying that <laughs> link, but well, you know. Uh, let let me sum up the um, semis there as well, just before we we wrap up. So our our semi final picks were 
Djokovic versus Korda or RBA. Matteo Bertini on the other side versus Federer. And then who knows for the final? I'd like a repeat of the 2019 final, please. That would be really good. Yeah, 15 match sure. points again. Let's do it. Mm, I'm not sure Federer can bring that same level, to be honest. I think he's scared of facing <laughs> Djokovic in the final. I mean, why wouldn't you be after losing three on the trot? Um, but, yeah. you know, I'd be scared of match easy. point. I'd, I'd avoid match point. You know? As soon as you get match point, <laughs> the other Djokovic is one. <laughs> right, I'll try and um, I'll sum up or I'll wrap up even. Hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a little Wimbledon preview of the semis. Thank you very much, Sam, for, for filling in today. It was very useful. Oh. Loads of brilliant insight there. Looking forward to having you on at some other point as well. I look forward to it. Cool. Right. Thanks very much, guys. Until next time. Bye.